This is the Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner, the podcast for anyone supporting a pregnant woman to achieve her dream birth. I'm Sally Ann Beresford, a doula, author and antenatal teacher, and throughout these episodes I will be sharing with you tried and tested tips that help you to ensure that any birth you attend is a positive experience. Welcome to the very first episode of The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner. I'm so glad that you could join me. It's been quite a roller coaster getting to this point. I have to admit that I thought it would be much easier making a podcast, um, talking about my favourite subject for hours on end and um, trying to help support others to Uh, enhance a woman's birth experience by knowing exactly what she needs from her birth support. Having written a book, I honestly thought that I would just be, you know, full of great nuggets of information. Um, And I am, I do have that information to share with you. I'm just feeling a little tongue tied at the moment for some reason. Um, So let's get started and uh, try and get those nuggets across to you because I think that any advice and information that supports your role will be incredibly useful. And even if you hear me say things many times, remember that that's important because you want things to go and sink into your subconscious mind so that you'll absorb it and on the day of any birth that you attend, you will have that information to hand. So what is a birth partner? Well, a birth partner is a person that a woman has specifically chosen to attend her birth. She might even have more than one person with her. This might be the other parent. This might be a family member or friend. It could be a doula or anyone else that she has chosen to be by her side. A birth partner ideally is taking care of her emotional and physical needs If that is required and if it isn't, then they can just sit back quietly and do very little. Understanding the birth process is very important for them to be able to achieve that successfully. Because if, for example, a woman would like a straightforward birth with no intervention, then she needs to access the mammalian part of her brain that ensures that she can go inwards. This will help to keep her in her parasympathetic nervous system. As she remains calm and relaxed, all her blood will flow to her uterus, high levels of hormones will continue to be released and her cervix will open. On that basis, the ideal birth partner is someone who fully understands her as a person, someone that has taken the time to work out and establish what her philosophies are when it comes to achieving the birth that she has decided upon and has a good idea where they will need support. For this reason, there is no doubt in my mind that a birth partner can literally make or break the birth experience 
And that is a very big responsibility, I know. But in my opinion, it is true because the birth partner has the ability to ensure that she's being fed, to encourage her to go to the toilet, to empty her bladder, to know why that's important, to know everything there is to know um, about having a baby. Because at the end of the day, as you are there beside her, you need to understand whether she needs you to step up in any given moment or step back. And that's really, really important because not knowing and understanding what to do is what will make a massive difference and could take the birth in a a new direction and sometimes not always the right direction. So if you've ever spoken to friends or family members who've told you about the horrors of childbirth, you may know that labour can be long. You may know that labour can be um, exhausting. So knowing what to do when a labour is long and exhausting is your job to know how to make sure that that birth still becomes a positive experience for that woman and for you and for anyone else uh, with you if you happen to be as part of a birth team. Whatever your role in this birth, Whatever you've been asked to do, however you've been asked to be involved, it's your job to understand exactly why your role is so important. So when I sat down and tried to brainstorm what might be helpful to start with um, for episode one, I thought about uh, what top tips could I recommend for any birth partner. So I've come up with a list of five. And um, I think some of these may be really, really useful for you to learn from the outset. So tip one is to understand her preferences. I think one of the biggest challenges for any birth partner is knowing that you cannot fix birth. You can't make everything all right. You have to let her do it. And this means that you should take the time to fully discuss and understand her preferences in pregnancy and know her limits. You may need to advocate for her if necessary, so ask her to write down her preferences in a clear format. I suggest about five or six bullet points, but I will talk about birth plans and birth preferences in another episode, so look out for that one. If a medical decision needs to be made during labour and it is different to the preferences she wanted, you can ask your care provider questions about the benefits and risks of any procedures that may be recommended. Again, something I will talk about in much more detail. You can also ask if there are any alternative things that you might try first before the woman you are supporting makes a decision. Another good idea is to ask for some privacy to give you time to discuss your options. I always recommend to my clients that they ask the midwife or doctor in the room with them to give them a few minutes to talk in private and that they will let them know their decision shortly. Tip two is to keep calm. When labour begins, women produce a hormone called oxytocin, otherwise known as the hormone of love. For the cervix to dilate, there needs to be a continuous production of this hormone throughout labour. And oxytocin is knocked out by the hormone adrenaline, the fight-or-flight hormone. So it's really, really important to stay nice and calm and relaxed in order to limit the production of adrenaline too early in the process. 
If either the woman or her birth partner feels stressed or panicky, adrenaline will be present, which can result in contractions slowing down and progress diminishing. The birth partner must therefore ensure that during labour the woman is protected from external influences, kept nice and warm and safe, and ideally try and keep the room as dark as possible. She really needs you to have confidence in her ability and praise her whenever she shows signs of doubt. It is also worth you knowing that it is completely normal at a hospital birth for you both to be left alone for long periods of time. If during this time you're worried about anything, leave the room and find a midwife or doctor to answer your concerns and this will help to lower your adrenaline levels which most women will pick up on and can be affected by. So go and find answers to any questions you might have and eliminate the possibility that you're feeling a little stressed and out of your depth. Tip three is to stay quiet. As labour intensifies, most women want to close their eyes and shut out the world and ride through the sensations that she is experiencing. This is really hard to do when your birth partner or anyone else in the room is trying to entertain you or each other. It's quite common for a midwife and the birth partner to engage in conversation around the woman when she's trying to breathe and focus. So it's therefore important to stay as quiet as possible in order for oxytocin to be produced in abundance. You can of course be guided by her in case she wants to talk. But be warned, if labour is slow, you may need to shut the room down to encourage more oxytocin to be produced. And definitely try not to ask her any questions because this will keep bringing her out of her nice, deep, calm state and back into the room where her brain has to think about what you're saying, then produce an answer before speaking back to you. So it's much easier to stay as quiet as possible. Tip four, encourage her to rest. A labouring woman needs to rest as much as possible. An average labour can last anything from a few hours to a few days for a first-timer, from beginning to end. And the likelihood is that it will start overnight, so she might miss a night's sleep before it has even got going. The early part of labour can be slow and oxytocin production is essential, so rest, rest and more rest is the best way to go. Your role in this case is to stay out of the way and also get some sleep. This will encourage her to relax too. As labour progresses, notice how she goes inward and leave her there. What is important is that between her surges, she settles down into a nice, comfortable, relaxed position and this will help her to sustain labour for as long as it may take. Tip 5. Make sure she eats and drinks. One crucial job of the birth partner is to feed the labouring woman. She will need lots of food and water throughout to ensure she doesn't become weak and dehydrated. This is an important time for you to also eat too. I will be making an entire episode on refreshments because it's important that you have a really good understanding of what kinds of foods and drinks would be useful for labour. Because a lot of people just pack granola bars and trust me, they're not the best thing 
during labour and birth to eat. So I will come up with a good list of, of ideas for you. It's not uncommon when birth goes wrong for me to sit down with a couple and do a birth listening service and find out that they literally didn't eat or drink throughout the entire birth. And it's no wonder that they were both exhausted and that the woman was depleted and unable to continue giving birth to the baby the way she wanted. So I really recommend you sit down together and talk about snacks and drinks and pack a birth bag that has got all the things that she will need to replenish her stocks as she burns off energy during the birth. So that's it. My five top tips are tip one, understand her preferences. Tip two, keep calm. Tip three, stay quiet. Tip four, encourage her to rest. And tip five, make sure she eats and drinks. If all of this sounds a little overwhelming, then consider bringing in a friend or family member to support you both Or better still, hire a doula that will be able to continually support you throughout pregnancy, labour and birth and be that familiar face that walks into the room when you need them most. So that's where I wanted to take this conversation today. Um, Helping a birth partner understand that their role and their responsibility in the birth process is so vital and so important and if you don't understand why then you cannot be a valuable resource for her, a good advocate for her and um, the birth partner she deserves. So stay tuned because these podcasts are going to be so useful to you in the coming weeks as your partner prepares for her birth and you prepare to be the absolute best birth partner she could ever wish for because you have done the work. I am really looking forward to sharing this journey with you and catching up in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner with me, Sally-Ann Beresford. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and don't forget to hit subscribe. If you are on Instagram, you will find me at The Ultimate Birth Partner. Please feel free to follow me for more ideas on supporting women through the birth of a baby. If you would like to purchase a copy of the book that accompanies this podcast, then head over to Amazon and type in Labour of Love, The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner. If you would like to work with me on a one-to-one basis, visit my website www.birthability.co.uk or email me hello at birthability.co.uk.